I run a, a podcast um, with a dear friend who, uh, Vicki, she's my co-host. So Catherine Wells recently attended one of your events. Yeah. And um, she spoke to Vanessa and that's how we got connected. I had heard you speak uh, to James Dellingpool and, and I uh, wanted to reach out obviously because so much of what you said had resonated with me. Um, and uh, I guess there was like, I put it in the channel today in my Jennifer R. Curie channel, you know, do we have any questions? And boy, did they. <laughs> so I've, <Okay>. taken, <laughs> I've taken some notes. They were very upset because this is like 3 a.m. UK time. Uh, so none of our friends in the UK could live stream with us. So I just said, we'll record it. Um, Excellent. And so we'll put it on Podbean and share it about. But listen, I, I mean, my name is Jennifer Harkiri. I listened to you and the way you were talking to James, and I couldn't help but feel like, wait a minute, I am a patsy. <laughs> I have to speak to this man. Um, so that's why I reached out to Catherine to speak to you. Um, you know, a variation of some sort of Patsy. But as I was talking to you, it just sparked so many questions. Uh, very inspired by the work you do. And I heard you talk about JFK and the in-depth analysis there. And I wanted to ask you about Marilyn Monroe. Um, mm -hmm. And then possibly what you might know about who I call the late Boris Johnson. Um, and what exactly might your thoughts be on all these world leaders? <laughs> uh, you know, going. You know, some uh, someone in the in the channel had asked about clones. So I, I guess I just wanted to kind of throw these things out there to see where where would you like to start? Totally up to you, Jennifer. Wherever you want to go. If I if I don't know, I'll just tell you I have no idea. And otherwise, I'll I'll. I'm here at your service, wherever you want to go. All right. Well, I'll tell you, to start, one of the things that you said that really resonated with me when you said never mess with mothers. And uh, <laughs> that that. never has a true word been spoken. Yeah, that is such a great line because you said, especially the mothers, never mess with, and that is so true. Um, you know, have, especially being in the battle now for medical freedom, having become a mother myself a few years ago and just seeing the way that mothers are relentless, mm -hmm. they will never give up. <laughs> um, so in all your stories, when you, when you give this disclaimer, never mess with the mothers, I thought that was really interesting. So uh, I guess we'll open with um, this JFK, the, the story of JFK, where you kind of, you know, what I heard you tell James Dellingpole, you know, this is what sparked your interest and what puts you on this deep dive. Um, I, I feel like where, when you spoke to James also, you said there was a chance that JFK Jr. could still be alive. Do you feel this from JFK to now there was, there is some kind of you know, pl bigger plot that's been planned. I mean, I'd love to know where you think, where your head is on that. Oh my God, a bigger plot? Yes, 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 and yes. Uh, JFK and so many other individuals that have been terminated on the way that have been trying to stand up for what is good and right for us normal, so-called normal people. 
are just parts of victims of this death machine that has been unleashed on us for many, many years. But I think that uh, JFK was a major stepping stone for these dark forces. It was one of the first major steps they took forward in modern times uh, towards more controlled, centralized power. And so not only was JFK an assassination of what was to most parts a good man, but uh, it was also a coup d'etat globally, I would, I would say it. And it was uh, set up as uh, uh, making a, a statuing an example, you know, management by fear, what they said by taking him out in open daylight, in front of cameras, in front of people. They sent out this message to people in the corridors of power everywhere that anyone who stands up against us, we can take care of anywhere at any time. So you better back off and stay in line. That was the message that was sent out there because they could have very easily just dropped a pill in his coffee or, or you know, like uh, arrange for some brain seizure or whatever, you know, nothing. It would have been sure. super simple for them to take him out in those days. But uh, they, they did it in this way, a very spectacular ambush where, I mean, there was uh, multiple shooters. I'd identify more or less all of them. I've also... Uh, it's really interesting for me because there was the thing that really got me going in the year 1980 was the, the year I so-called became started becoming aware of what was going on because I had no clue. And today I'm a close friend of the Lee Harvey Oswald's mistress. Uh, I'm a friend of the, the babushka lady who was right there when they shot it. I, I was in, I'm in personal contact with the, the shooter behind the picket fence, James Files. And things like that. So I'm, I've been one of the speakers in Dallas uh, three times. So it's like for me, it's really, it's been a very interesting journey to say the least to, to come from an interest and a passion of trying to find the truth to actually become in direct contact with history. Uh, not that I know so much about uh, your background and your case. I've just, uh, when, when you approached me, I just checked your name out and so on just for a few minutes. But I can see here that you got yourself into some sharp waters where you had absolutely no idea what you were were you doing, as far as I can see. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah but that, that's the way it works. And many people with a good heart, uh, but are very naive, I'm talking, including myself there, uh, have been pulled into these areas, <clears throat> used and then thrown, thrown away when they're of no use anymore this comes this goes for generals that are helping uh, people to come into power you know after a year or so when the new dictator starts fearing his own army chop 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 there's no loyalty the other way the naive person will be loyal to to the other person uh, to start with until suddenly this whole game when they're of no use anymore will be changed and turned against them and it's a it's a very brutal um, experience to go through. Did I hear you correctly when you said that Lee Harvey Oswald um, was trying to warn JFK? Yes, it's uh, this is really true. I tell you, if I've ever seen a hero, Lee Harvey Oswald is one. Uh, he knew uh, from the end of July that he was being set up as a patsy. And still he stayed in Dallas uh, trying to warn JFK because he was in the outskirts of some very dark forces that were in one uh, area. They were uh, part of producing a bioweapon in uh, New Orleans uh, to be used against uh, a bioweapon with a very fast cancer growing uh, 
um, virus, at least that is what they label it. Uh, uh, that was one part of him where where Lee, and that's how he and Judith Berry Baker is her name, how they met Clay Shaw, Jack uh, Ruby, many other people were involved in that to develop and deliver this bioweapon that was supposed to be used against uh, Fidel Castro. But then uh, when uh, the whole thing happened in the in uh, the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis, where suddenly they these forces uh, started accusing JFK of having let uh, let them down, and uh, you know that he hadn't uh, come in with the Air Force support that he had promised. That's what they claimed. They really, really started hating him, and the guns were changed from pointing towards Castro. They were changed towards JFK. That was just one of many uh, reasons they wanted to take him out. And the same people that were involved in this cancer bioweapon um, group were then, uh, without really knowing it, many of them uh, being suddenly involved in the uh, planned assassination against JFK. And in this, this whole change, uh, somebody, I'm not really sure who picked uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald as a patsy, but he was perfect with his background as a spy in Russia and uh, the whole shebang, they could use all of these things against him and so he was picked he discovered that that was the case in late july of 63 when he and uh, judith very baker had um, a love affair a, a beautiful beautiful love affair but outside marriage and uh, at that point he just said i have to do it because also he was fearing for his wife uh, Marina's uh, life, and the, he had just got his second daughter, their life, or, and also Judith Barry Baker. And he said, I, I, I'm just going to stay and do whatever I can to try and stop it. So he was the one that sent out uh, this FBI Tillich warning that something was going to happen in, in Dallas. He was also trying to inform about Chicago and Miami as well, where they had planned alternative hits. And then in the end, uh, he was the one that took the took the fall for it and paid the ultimate price. So in my book, he is a super superhero if I've ever seen one. And I'm doing everything I can to clean his name and uh, put it where it's supposed to be. It's really fascinating. I mean, I because I you know really when you hear when you're taught these stories, I mean the fact that this is you know this was always a guy that was guilty. And then you start seeing it from the opposite angles and looking, you know, widening the lens, if you will. Um, and when this happened to me in 2019, I mean, I had had a long-term relationship with the late Boris Johnson, um, but then I met my now husband and, we, you know, had a baby and married and moved on. And it was like the UK pulled me back and brought me on center stage in this crazy i mean he's had many mistresses lots of women in his life but none did they attack more uh than the way that i feel like they attacked me and there were many layers to that and for years i was you know just gobsmacked and you know literally it hit me um they've put me in the middle of this gla and the iop investigation and all this civil i mean just due diligence stuff and I just realized the, the bigger they were making this case, this nothing of a case, this allegation that 
you know, I walked away with special favor or gained favor. This, I mean, none of that was true. I mean, I, I really was producing badass events. Everybody came to my events. You know, anybody who had, was anybody in London loved coming to this new tech, you know, policy. It was very innovative. Um, said, you know, of, of events that I produced, you would have loved them. I would have happily done one with you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we made it sexy. We made it fun. We made policy. I mean, people were just like, you know, we would, would have these fantastic conversations from education to immigration to, you know, and of course, I obviously didn't know about everything I know now. You know, I just thought how fantastic I am, you know, applying what I've learned growing up from all over the US and I'm able to do some really cool things in London with you know what I've already been predisposed to do and I met this man who just fell head over heels I mean he just was head he just loved my energy loved what I did and I mean obviously I didn't know but I had these conversations and I've heard you hint you know like some of the, some of these things that I've heard you speak on and you know if I was there in front of you I would just want to like talk to you for hours because um you know I remember him saying Jennifer listen to me the world is full of really really bad men you know and you must stay away from them and there were certain men that like literally his entire body you know just being around he was like what you, you could tell there was some kind of real um change there and I was warned straight up to stay away you know uh Richard Branson uh Michael Fallon who's one of the MPs were one of the people uh Savile I mean there were just certain uh uh Khan the the mayor of London the now mayor of London Sadiq Khan you know and and it made me wonder how really terrible are these men you know really what is this about and now fast forward I become this scandal and they make this investigation and, and it really, it just, it, it screams to me, this investigation has nothing to do with me. In fact, I believe this was the smoke screen uh, for whatever investigation is actually going on. Now, how much do you know about Boris Johnson? I think it's, uh, I feel that it's really good that I know very little about uh, your case and your affair and uh, also mm -hmm. Boris because then I can just then I can say from a bigger point of view what it is I I think I see here because sure. this is a, this is a standard procedure so I'm I feel good that I'm not being confused by details you know so sure. I know zero about like I said I've just like three minutes ago I just uh, saw your name and boom boom I checked it up like that that's what I know so what I would suggest is that uh, I believe Boris, I think it's really interesting that you say the late Boris, uh, the late Boris, if we, the person you met, I yes. think was a naive individual that was being used as a joker in the game, uh, yeah. you know, where he's funny, ha ha ha, he, he has his strange hair, he's like, oh, so people can suddenly relax instead of having John mayor or something like that you know like uh, these strict politicians that you can't reach here suddenly oh a man a man of the people oh we're fantastic but when you look at his background i don't know so much about boris i do know that his father was mi6 and that these things are often kept in the family uh, you can see in the documentary about boris johnson they mention his, his dad being uh, mi6 and so on so he comes from that background which is often the case uh, that they they're brought in like that and then they're being used as an actor as a front figure for a different agenda but this 
person, uh, the late Boris, if we call him that, mm -hmm. when I look in his eyes, I see, I don't see a cruel man. I don't see a power hungry individual. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but that is not my, uh, the feeling I get. I get a feeling of a, a, a nice, kind hearted man that when he got himself into this game, had no idea that he was actually swimming in shark waters and how that he was being surrounded by what he labeled bad men because they are really, really, really bad. And in the UK, where you had this uh, pool with Saville, I mean, just that on, on, on its own, that when you look at what he's the symbol of, Jimmy Saville, it's unbelievable because then you're just scratching on the surface. He was just sort of the, the delivery boy with goods in the form of, of uh, children and whatever, mm -hmm. you know, setting up also these events and uh, parties where they could do whatever they wanted with whoever they wanted. I mean, to, to, for such a person to be honored and lifted up to the top of the hierarchy, that says a lot. So, and also this hierarchy, people say the top of the pyramid, what they forget is that the pyramid is actually upside down. When you look at, at these type of power structures, it's the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of human kind of quality. So without knowing uh, who Boris was, and when I see Boris now, I think it's very interesting that you refer to him as the late Boris, because quite a few people seem to have been replaced by doubles that are not even good lookalikes, many of them. I'm talking on an international basis now. But also, uh, sometimes uh, now, you know, with CGI and all of these kind of uh, film effects and whatever, it's unbelievable. I mean, you don't even know who you're, when you see somebody on screen, even if it's a live feed, you don't know who it is. It's like, it can look like uh, Barack Obama or Baris Oitoro, but it could be somebody totally different. It could be like, uh, it could be you in the background, but where they can can through film uh, effects and the, these new technologies, green screen backgrounds and green screen screens, uh, hoodies and so on, where they can just replace your face uh, in live feed. It's so, so hard now to trust anything. So Biden, for instance, who is Biden? They say, oh, this Biden doesn't look like the other Biden. Does he even exist is my question. I've never seen him. And when you see these type of things where where this technology is uh, not made into perfection. So suddenly the, the microphone comes, you know, on the wrong side of his uh, arm or whatever, you can say, oh my God, it's, it's not even real. And so we're, we're in a world of an illusion. And I think that someone like you, who had no idea who she, what she was getting herself into, or maybe you were, maybe you were attracted by power and these types of things, I don't know. If you were, well, then you have to blame yourself. If you were naive, you have to blame yourself as well, because to get into these areas, you have to step cautiously. But anyway, you got yourself in there. And I think that the, when this whole thing exploded around you, I would very strongly suggest, look what was going on in the world at the moment, what was happening at that point in history that they did not want people to look at. Because this is very often when it happens, something is about to go down, people are starting to notice, oh my God, look over there to the right, they need a distraction. So they throw a bone or an explosion over to the left, boom, goes off there, everybody looks to the left, 
they sort out the problem to the right. And these type of bombs or whatever is some is fed into media to keep the uh, attention away from what is actually going down. And in this case, you being American may might have been part of why they chose you. I have no idea. Uh, but a perfect distraction. I'm sure there were other reasons why you were handpicked also to keep the attention away from what actually going down. Maybe, maybe it would be that you knew the late Boris better than anyone else, and they took him out and replaced him, and they couldn't have you suddenly say, my God, that's not Boris. I mean, he doesn't even look like him, something like that. Mm -hmm. So they needed to discredit you to break down your trustworthiness and just keep you totally busy with lawyers, interviews, attacks, paparazzi, you name it, to keep you out of the way while this individual was, was being replaced, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. But um, this is normally how it's played, this game. You know, that's hilarious because that is exactly what happened. And I did say, I mean, I, they did humiliate me. I mean, they destroyed everything. They, and they went after my business, the fact that I was this blonde, but you know, busty California. I mean, I hit all the boxes of like corruption and sex. And like, that was like the furthest from the truth. Um, you know, and, and I just really got on well with this guy and, and we became uh, very close. And I think that was a threat in itself. Um, and, you know, when I saw a few years ago, one of the backbencher MPs reached out just to kind of apologize. He's like, like I'm very sorry for what's happened. He's like, you must know this is all, you know, what happens. Like they basically sever everybody who had any kind of emotional relationship or any kind of attachment to you. Um, and then you are put where you are controlled and it's like a conveyor belt. Um, he mentioned an oath and, it, you know, when you take the oath, I mean, do you know much about the rituals that these world leaders go through or the oaths they take? When you look at them, most of them are connected through Freemasonry and there's a lot of oaths and rituals that they go through there. Then you got other oaths as well, you know, uh, in the music business, in the film industry, and also uh, the same in politics, where they talk about the high commander. I mean, I would suggest describing the guy with the horns who likes a really hot climate down below. It's almost like what they're doing is they're signing up for success and riches and all of these things, fame, but they're selling their soul. You can hear that in many, 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 many interviews with film stars and rock stars and so on, that they make this contract uh, with the commander, the big commander. So that could be an oath as well, because when you look at uh, Boris, where he came from, and then whoop, he just rose to this uh, position, how did that happen? Very often, they're handpicked at the Bilderberg meetings or other uh, meetings like that, where they look, what do we need? It's like playing chess, you know, sure. what do we need? So they have, at all times, they have like uh, multiple options in the form of situations or people, characters, just like in a boy band, you know, who do we need now for the next step forward? And then the, these people have been prepared for years and trained and so on. Uh, one area would be the young global leaders where they've been prepped and so on. And then when needed, boom, 
they just uh, bring this individual forward, like Zelensky coming straight from a gay parade or whatever, bring him on, put him on in a stand-up, and suddenly, Prime Minister, thank you so much. We did that in one year. Excellent work, great guys. So Boris was moved in. I mean, if you compare, you had Thatcher, the Iron Lady, John Mayer, a bus conductor. And then, so these are very specific. It's not that they, they stand in one type of, oh, this is what a prime minister of England would look like. They're very, very different. And this is often also where they have, they create one individual. And also sometimes they, they make that individual by design, create a massive amount of problems so that the next person they want you to choose or think that you're actually voting for is the solution for the problem they have, they have created with the other person. So you can see, for instance, boy George Bush, how he suddenly escalated into absolute madness. So people were just like, oh my God, somebody has to stop him. Anyone but this guy, get him out of the White House. And in on stage came Barry Soitoro this beautiful black individual that was prepped through the series of 24 with uh, he, he, the whole thing was prepared as a psychological operation, I believe, with Keith Sutherland, where they opened the mind for people to accept a black president. And then once that was done, after a year, da, 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 in on stage from the right hand side, boom, Barry, Barack Obama straight from wherever he came out of absolute nowhere, a creation of put together identity that could fit all types of faith and uh, colors and the whole shebang, all of it in one package, just like they manufactured a boy band, boom, in came this individual that was the solution for the problem that boy George had created, or oh, this guy that they, they made him do like this warmonger, then in came this beautiful individual with this beautiful voice that looked so civilized and became even worse when you look at his actions, worse, worse. It's always going down, down, down. But we're tricked into this illusion of, oh, problem. And then boom, here comes the solutions. Thank God. And now four more years before we can change that one. And it just goes on and on. So Boris was, I think, used as... Uh, this clumsy, uh, good-hearted, uh, you know, fun-looking guy that was just being replacing this horrible power structure before with Brown, Gordon Brown, and these these individuals that was just like too dark, too heavy. And when people were feeling really low, low, low down on their knees, we needed this jolly fella to enter. But it's still the same agenda in the background because these individuals have nothing to do with the real decisions. Sure. When you look at uh, at uh, Barry and Michael, uh, we're looking at a gay couple that goes under the name of Barack and Michelle. But one of the ways that they do these things that they build up like a front window, like a a, a beautiful facade of an illusion of happiness, of honesty, of trustworthiness. And in, especially in America, you need a family. You need the happy family image uh, to break through all different borders, you know, around them. And so I think with the, with the Obamas, that was where the kids came in to be part of a, uh, like a, a nice window, shopping window type of thing. I believe that I was actually born for the same, very same reason, because I've, I'm the last few years, I found out that 
both my parents were working as secret uh, uh, NATO assets, part of building up the Gladio network in Denmark in the 50s and 60s, and where it seems like my parents were brought together as assets, not lovers, and more or less given the task, create a family, use it as a cover, and so go on with whatever you were doing. And uh, that part of this cover was uh, uh, us three kids being born. So it's, it's a very bizarre in, uh, world to get into, but these, we, uh, these kids are a sign of innocence and often part of, or sometimes at least part of the cover. Yeah, I mean, that that's part, I mean, I did come out publicly, um, by the way, and I did say that's, that's not him. <laughs> um, and it, it just so happened that many people in the country agreed because they saw him come out of that hospital. And they, you know, I, I wanted to quickly ask in the rituals, I mean, I've, there's been whispers around, you know, various rituals involving demonic possession and vril droning. Do you know anything about this? I don't know. Since I haven't participated myself, I can only, you know, what is true and what is not. Just because you read about it or you find it on the internet doesn't mean that it's actually true. It's very hard to know. But what I know for sure is that they have a lot of really, really bizarre rituals. And many of these rituals are there to get people by the balls. They're, they're being taken through these rituals, like uh, in some Freemasonic rituals, when you go up the steps through the different degrees, uh, at one point you have to lie naked in a coffin, masturbating while screaming out uh, uh, you know, all your deepest secrets. I tell you, that is not by coincidence. Somebody in the background is standing with a tape recorder and a film, film camera, just filming everything, getting everything down on record so that on one day, when suddenly you decide to say, oh, my God, I'm not in anymore. This is absolutely too sick. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to speak to the press. They will just say, well, before you do that, James, please come with us. Uh, we just want to show you a little video here. And then they show you. And all of that was done to be able to have, you know, to blackmail individuals, to keep them in control. A lot of the thing around Jimmy Savile, Jeffrey Epstein as well, it, they were there to collect dirt on people so that they could be controlled and these rituals as well but there's also a different aspect where you swear loyalty to this dark force that uh, for me i don't know is it an entity is it an energy whatever it is in this matrix or whatever it is we're living in i don't know but it's a very powerful thing that these individuals very often have sworn their loyalty to and from that point on, they will have for, uh, fame and fortune and all of these things, but they will never, ever be able to get out. So, oof, I don't envy them. Is that where one of the mechanisms by which they keep the MPs silent? Once again, I don't know for sure. It depends on what country you're talking about as well. But I know... Uh, in Sweden, I was involved in the investigation of the Swedish prime minister's alleged assassination for many years. And at that point, I was quite young, naive journalist because I, you know, I thought what I was told was correct. And one thing I couldn't understand was that the more we were digging into this alleged assassination, we found all of these incredible things that was just pointing in a totally different direction than the official story. 
And I, many of us try to contact people on a high level in government, in police and all, and nobody reacted. It was only silence, 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 silence. That was the only thing. And then in the papers, when, P, when somebody wrote about us, we were called the private investigators. We were, so small, we were a small little group of, of concerned citizens that were really trying to find out what the hell happened here. You know, whenever they wrote about us, it was always to destroy us, to ridicule us, to just uh, defame whatever. But I spoke to this guy who was, uh, he was the head of the, uh, the Swedish custom office. I mean, that's quite a big position in Sweden, you know, the head of the whole national custom office. And I, I said, I'm so confused. He then said to me, you have to understand to to get up to that level, to a certain level in society, you have to corrupt yourself. You have to be one of the chosen ones. Otherwise, you will never get there. So it doesn't matter. Up there, all of them are corrupt. All of them. Otherwise, they're not there. I'm not saying that these people are evil or that they have a dark agenda. No, I think many times they're weak, that they have their, their desire for... The, the desires are just too too big for them they can't handle it and they're driven by lust and and uh, this whole search for fame fortune to be among the big boys the big girls whatever you know that this is the thing their weakness has taken them down there and that they have this this power kick they get uh, they lose the balance and they just get themselves into a situation where they then do things that can then be used against them and they're stuck they can't get in, they can't get out. And then in the parliament or whatever, you know, if they, if your Lord says vote to the right, you vote to the right. If they say vote left, you vote left. You, you don't have a will of your own. You're just a tool. Sure. I want to, um, I want to ask quickly when you were making that point about your, your own family, um, you know, how, how does that knowledge, I mean, how does that change the dynamic of the family growing up? I mean, is it still a family when you're all, you know, now? Or do, do you find that the, the dynamics are different when there's uh, another layer of a family unit? Well, my dad died in 92 and my mother died in 2013. And I found out 2017. So there is no real dynamic on this side of the <laughs> of death you know they're on the other side but it was it was through a dream that my father came to me in a dream and guided me to see these things which was like really had he not done that if you believe in the afterlife or whatever i can only say that in that dream he pointed out stuff that i had absolutely no idea about and that got me down this rabbit hole that had just uncovered a whole big un unbelievable thing around my my life that I have been living a double life my whole life without knowing it which I find extraordinary I I should have seen it happen I I mean this super geek in this area and totally blind to what was going on in my own family so for me it's been I must say quite a traumatic experience because it's like once I mean, every single thing almost that happened in, our, in my life when we moved from Denmark to Sweden, the neighbors we had, the uncles that came and went that I have never really understood the biological 
uh, you know, connection because like Uncle Tom, what the hell, who is he, the uncle? No, he wasn't. Uncle is one of the code words for the people in the in these networks. And so, so many of the things that didn't really make any sense to me growing up and living in this family, now suddenly everything is falling into place. But I think on a higher level, it's like I've been put through boot camp almost in my life so that I become this fine-tuned instrument of finding out and being sensitive to these things at a, as a grown man where I am now so that I can deliver this service to humanity. What I'm doing now is because when, I mean, I'm world famous in this area. I have no idea how that happened, but this meat suit is so specifically perfected into this area of actually seeing and decoding what is, is going down. How did that happen? I think a lifelong training without me being available, uh, uh, even understand that was going on through my family has fine-tuned me the way I am today that so that I can now be of service and, and make a difference. So are things good or bad when they happen in life? You never know before. I mean, good, good luck, bad luck, who knows? You know, it was hard work growing up like that. Now it's a blessing. And with many things like that, I think life does that to us. Are you close to your siblings? Close and close. I live in Bali now. So there's, uh, they live in Sweden. So we, do you talk to them about any of this? Yeah, I, I have. And they're, but they've, they've never really been interested in the same way as I have to find out what actually went down. We just come from what was officially the perfect family. That's the cover. Mm -hmm. But behind it, really messed up behind the scenes, really messed up. And we become three quite extreme uh, individuals. And uh, so we don't, we can't, if we meet in the same room within half an hour, it's an explosion. It doesn't work. It's, that's really sad. But one-on-one, -on -one, I can meet my brother, I can meet my sister, but we can't meet all three of us. And uh, well. I understand that. I, yeah, I, I, wow, it's really interesting talking to you. Thank you for sharing that. It is, especially in the, like the work you're doing now, you know, it, it's like the universe kind of prepared you your entire life mm -hmm. for this, you know? Um, I, I completely resonate with that. Wow. Thank you. And, you know, it must be, it must keep you, you know, both, um, you know, on one hand, you, you, you gain a family by people and surrounding, you know, yourself with these people that, you know, think that do think like you and keep asking you questions and want to hear more. Um, because when I heard you speak, you completely inspired me to want to reach out and talk to you. Um, so I see your effect there and it is very powerful. So it is, it is, again, thank you for making time to talk to me. Um, okay, so I appreciate you letting me share a little bit about, you know, what had happened with me because I did, you know, I feel like I, I people are asking, okay, how does this work? How does that work? And like you, I don't know the ins and outs, you know, do you, do you know much about clones? That's what I'm always at because they say, well, if it's not Boris, who is it then a clone? And, you know, and I'm like, I'm not privy 
to the advanced science that goes on behind closed doors and very confidential. I've worked in security. I know there's a lot that is hidden, um, but I wouldn't be able to say with any kind of mathematical or you know, scientific certainty. I haven't seen it myself. So do you have any experience with clones? I tell you, Hitler had multiple doubles. Stalin had multiple doubles. Churchill had at least four. Uh, Montgomery had doubles. Rommel had doubles. This is standard. Uh, Michael Jackson had doubles. Uh, you know, that's I think one of the reasons one of them had a face mask on was because his uh, his uh, cheekbone wasn't uh, perfected the same way. I mean, this is standard in in many different areas for security, also for like some rock stars when they're just bored to tears. I don't want to go to that uh, whatever celebration gala, whatever you go instead. So doubles are nothing new and uh, you would see prince charles now and before is it even the same person i would say i don't think so but who knows but anyway so doubles that's one option which also makes it really uh, difficult sometimes when somebody is officially assassinated because sometimes people are just relocating getting out of a tricky situation and the only way they can get out is by officially dying so sometimes people die, the body is found, but it's the double, not the real one. I have a, a friend of mine, he's a, a CIA, a former CIA operative. He was also the head assassin for top uh, George Bush Sr. Uh, his name is Chip Tatum. And he was uh, a pilot for all the presidents from, uh, from Nixon onwards up to George Bush Sr. And he said that many times he did like flights with small planes from the US to Canada, especially that was like a route. And more than once he looked over the shoulders, just thinking, oh my God, I thought you were dead. Not asking questions because in his kind of business, his line of business, if you ask too many uh, questions, you're dead. So they never ask questions. They just follow orders they do whatever but he said multiple times did he fly people out that was officially dead this is also the federal the fbi's witness protection program that's exactly the same relocating people so nothing new there doubles relocating this is standard then you have clones and clones i i have no idea about because as far as i know i've never encountered any as far as i know but I, I, do meet, I do know people that have, that claim that clones are real, that uh, I've been speaker uh, at uh, different conferences in Prague, Copenhagen, stuff, where I met other speakers who claim that they have been, that they've seen clones, that they have been working with them and so on. I have no idea, but they say that one of the the things, it's more or less only the touch that, that is different, that it's not like a plasticky touch. Otherwise than that, they look, they act almost identical to us, um, but they're clones. And when you look at the technology, we are being presented, uh, people on the inside claim that they're at least 50 to 100 years in front of us when it comes to hidden technology. So God knows, here we see clone sheep, clone whatever or digital twins, that whole technology that the, the World Economic Forum are pushing now. God knows what they can do. So I wouldn't be surprised. And also when you see like Hillary or Hitlery or Hillary, whatever you want to call her, 
a few years ago, she would, there was a lot of weird things around her where suddenly she started shaking uncontrollably or looking. Or it's like somebody was on acid behind the uh, the gearbox of this uh, whatever it was. And there was one time when she was doing weird things, and the the official um, explanation from the White House was that she had overheated. I, 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 that was the wording being used, overheated. She overheated. That is not, as far as I know, a human term. You get a fever, you get something, but overheated, like that sounds to me like a machine. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they're using that in combination with, uh, with these film technology, if the film effect uh, things also, where they can do really weird things. Also, there's a TED talk with a, for, a woman that used to work for CIA or FBI, I'm not totally sure, but her job was uh, the masking of people, you know, to, to make them look like someone else. And she says that this rubber mask type of thing that they have in Mission Impossible, that that has been reality for many years, that they have these thin, thin layers that can make change this, the appearance of a person completely. So, so God knows what we're up against, what, what we're, they, she even claims that one, they had one person uh, with a mask on go in, meet the uh, president of the United States, and he was, he was fooled by it, that he bought into it. So only God knows who, who, what are we dealing with? Who are we dealing with? I don't know. I, I, I appreciate that answer because, you know, I, I sit there wondering, you know, like President or is it, it Trudeau? I mean, in Canada, do you think that's the original? Or it, Biden? Doesn't it doesn't matter what I think. You know, Biden for sure is a lot of the things we see. There, there's at least two, it seems like. There was four different uh, uh, Hillary's that I know for sure. I was part of writing a book where we compared the, the facial structures of these different individuals. I mean, they weren't even, they didn't even look alike at all. The age was completely different. The height, the, the width, uh, one of them had really wide hips, you know, like that. But we just look at the haircut and say, okay, oh, it's Hillary. But then when you see, when you start comparing the teeth, the ears, I mean, nowhere near it, nowhere near it. And this has been going on for a long time. They. You take somebody like Boris, okay, what is the, the trademark of Boris? It's his hair, it's blonde, it's like this, and he's a little chubby, blah, 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 blah. You put someone else with a wig and the hair is a little like that, and he's a little chubby. And I was a conscious say, well, maybe he had a bad, maybe he was partying last night. It doesn't really look like Boris, but for sure it's Boris. You know, like we're so easily conned many times. And then when you take photographic evidence or whatever, and you put it next to each other, and you show many different people saying, look here, look here, look here, look here, which, which is one of the things I specialize in. They say, no, cannot be. Well, is it the same person? No, but you must have done something with the photos. I have not. This is it. No, 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 total denial. So sure. we don't want to see that we've been conned many times. I think people, it's just too painful for people, for many people that still live in 3D reality to, to see that, oh my God, the level of deception is unbelievable. This is one of the things that I've had to go through is many years of unlearning 
you know, things that I knew, I thought I knew, I thought I was good in history and, and these type of things. I've been to many different places where they said, this is what happened. Then I found out, no, it wasn't. Absolutely not. Every time history is written down, it's from the victor. It's the one that won. They write the books, the history books. And, but was it real? No, because very, very often, like they say, traitors thrive when heroes hang. You know, that uh, it is, uh, and they make sculptures and statues of themselves, uh, you know, celebrating themselves afterwards for being absolute assholes and deceiving and manipulating, backstabbing people on the way to these power positions. And then we say, oh my God, the Allen Dulles Airport, fantastic, the George Bush Airport. It's like a joke. The Jager Hoover building, I mean, come on. When you look into who these individuals are, it's unbelievable. But we just, well, what? And we just keep on celebrating them. Yeah. I, what? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, and this is part of that, you know, when, when I started the call and I asked you about JFK and to the JFK Jr. Uh, theory of today, you know, this is that arc of transformation I feel like all of humanity is going through right now you know part of this great awakening of realizing you know the fraud that's been taking place right in front of our eyes you know and to everything that you're speaking about the deception the denial I mean these the anger you know that it's a whirlwind of emotions um now I have some questions that people have submitted but I wanted to ask Could you I yeah I would very much like to to answer the, about uh, JFK Jr if I can. Oh, of course, of course. Okay, so JFK Jr. JFK Jr. comes from a family that has been hit very, very heavily uh, with death in many different forms and suicides and accidents. There's so many people in this family that have died in a dra dramatic ways. And JFK Jr. was this beautiful beautiful man this bachelor that the whole world was loving oh not bachelor but i mean he was adored just like princess diana was adored by the people and he was very aware that both his father and his uncle had been taken out by the same forces and apparently one of the head uh, individuals in this death machine that took these uh, uh, many of these individuals out was George Bush senior he was the paymaster for a, a hit team called operation 40 that changed names over the years but was part of taking out so 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 many people just as this death machine that was part of starting so many wars on innocent countries all over the world George Bush senior if you want to see a monster speaks very nicely look nice and so on but my God, the actions of this individual, oh, monstrous. And boy, George, different story. No brain, alcoholic, just there, put there as a front, you know, play golf and say nothing. In the background, daddy was doing uh, his job. But anyway, so JFK Jr., in the end of the 1990s, mid and 1990s, he started moving forward in politics and he was starting to point you know aim in on george bush senior i believe one of the ways he did that was to start this uh, magazine called george of all names george and people around junior said that he had uh, started you know pinpointing bush to destroy him as a revenge or revenge but to expose what he was actually all about 
And so he was also getting himself into politics, which was he could have been elected president of the United States so easily just because of his uh, popularity, the Camelot, the whole scenario, that whole, they would have been like straight into the White House. So he was a major, major, major threat to this death machine. And so for anyone with open eyes could just say, if you get yourself into politics, you're not going to last for a week or two that they're going to destroy you. And he was very aware of that. And so in the, the, some of the, these editions of this uh, George magazine, there are very many, very strange hints or leads to 2020 or pointers to more or less that I'll be back, you know, almost like the Terminator, I'll be back. But in 2020, it's around here. And then he dies in this plane crash that is very bizarre to say the least. I've always thought that it was an assassination. But the thing is where the plane went down, no, the, all the rescue uh, vessels and so that went in there, they were searching in a completely different location from where the plane is said to have gone down. There, were, there was only one photo of the bodies, as far as I know. You can't see who that is. The bodies were cremated super fast. All of these things seems like signs of an assassination that he was taken out, murdered, which is what I thought for many years. Same with Diana. Very similar story here that uh, she knew she was going to get killed. Um, she even told people about it, the whole shebang the circumstances around her death accident absolutely absolutely no way it was an assassination very advanced with uh, english uh, different uh, intelligence agencies and french intelligence agencies involved in the whole shebang but that so you have the official version then you have one level of uh, another level of both these cases where that is normally where I'm active, you know, trying to find out, okay, so who killed him? But in both these cases, in both of these cases, over the years, weird things have started coming out where it's sort of like, what the hell? Is it possible that we have been taken for a ride on that level as well? And <clears throat> I've been for the last uh, five, 10 years, I've been talking about that there could be, even though I know that it sounds absolutely bizarre, there could be a possibility that both of them are still alive, that they're hiding in the background, regrouping, so that because they need to wait for things to change before they can come back. Otherwise, they're going to be dead right away. So sometimes, you know, like with the Queen's death and so on, that would be one major. Uh, marking stone or whatever where a change could happen and so i've even <clears throat> spoken to uh, the uh, astrologist of D diana who knew her very well I've, i mentioned these things and i said i'm i'm i really don't want to upset you but this is i have a very very strong not only feeling but based on things that have been sent to me by in insiders and stuff that doesn't match up that this possibility is something that, I mean, I had an email, a very encrypted email from who I believe was JFK Jr. a few years ago, super encrypted, where he thanked me for what I'm doing. And, and I was very, very touched by that because I've been really trying to 
heal as much of the trauma around his family and the King family as well, the Martin Luther King family as well, by exposing what actually went down, who was involved, and sort of hoping to help them get some kind of closure for this ho these horror stories. But anyway, uh, quite a few researchers have, have focused on JFK Jr. over the last few years, uh, pinpointed a bar on Mal Malta where that they said that he was uh, having during all of these years under another name, it was called the Q bar, um, where they were pointing to, to me and I was like, no, no, I, I don't think so. But then over the years, I started opening up to that whole thing. And when I got that email, I sent it to one of the top researchers in that area. I said, I have no idea, but what do you think about the, this individual? And this person re replied to me, I swear on my dead father's grave that that is junior. So I don't know, I still got the email here. And, uh, but what I've been feeling is like, if that is true, if they both these two so beloved people, so much loved people, are still around us that could be um, a shift in the world if they step back on the world scene saying we're back and we're here to do good in the world this is the deception you have been uh, lured into it's time now to you know pull the curtain and see what's actually going on and then just uh, right after uh, the queen officially died again i mean i don't know i've had reports so many times that she's been executed, that she's died, that it's a double, that it's, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But anyway, now these things appear again uh, with both Diana and JFK Jr., that they're in the background, that they're uh, stepping forward now to keep a, uh, like a, almost like a press conference, but online on, on Twitter, where they also claim that uh, JFK Jr., Diana and Trump for some 20 odd years have been preparing behind the scenes for this whole thing to go, but that where they've had to go through a whole long process before it was safe for them to step forward again. And now all in, in one of these telegram groups that where this individual, whoever it is, claims to be Diana, where there's a lot of photos of her, what she looks like now, but I mean, that can be done by Photoshop and also different type of apps nowadays. So once again, very different, difficult to know for sure. But they claim, or this individual claimed that there's actually a daughter as well uh, from a love affair between Donald Trump and Diana and that she's a grown woman now, a beautiful young woman. So I don't know, but I mean, that would be amazing. I think if these uh, two individuals are still alive and uh, if they can come back and, and assist us in this uh, quite turbulent time we are in now, these uh, unprecedented times that where we need someone to hold our hand and say, listen, it's all gonna be okay. Let's just do this together and boom. I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. And um, I, you know, I have heard these, you know, theories too, and I've watched the signs and I am where, I am aware of the photos you're mentioning and, you know, the, the popping up, like, I think that's also interesting, you know, one photo isn't enough that, yeah, just because someone says so or a random telegram channels, but it, it is just the percolation of this constant um, whispering or little drops or indications. I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen the little video. It was on Instagram years back 
of RFK Jr. Um, on a live stream. And they said, is, you know, is Jr. alive? Touch your nose. And it was very deliberate. And I just thought, why would Robert Kennedy Jr. like entertain, you know, something like this if there wasn't some, you know, something there? So did you see that video? Yeah, I did. I did. I saw it live. So the, and and it's like when when he does it, it's not he's not scratching his nose. He's it's very deliberate and with a little smile. So yeah. I think that is uh, I mean, since I've been talking about these things for five, ten years, like when that happened, I was like, whoa, that was that was a strong sign. That was that. Yeah, that is when I the turning point for me where I was like, wait a minute, this guy wouldn't be doing this. And it, because it was so deliberate, like you said, with a smile, mm -hmm. you know, and you're thinking, OK, and I, you know, I've heard the, the theory of the love affair with Trump and the daughter. I mean, I've heard, you know, but then I, I ask my friends, like I said, I, I still keep very close friendships in the UK, you know, that knew her, that knew Charles Spencer and, you know, things like this. And, you know, I've, I've asked them about uh, her brother is Charles, uh, you know, about who the real Diana is. And I've heard some wild tales. I mean, there, that there were three sides to Diana, that she was a, a nymphomaniac. <laughs> and then she was very much like, you know, there are two rules or she, because she was raised inside, inside this world of one rule for us, one rule for them. She could often speak about people with, you know, contempt in one of her 10 traumatic episodes. And then there was that third side of her, that endearing side, you know, and you never really knew which, what, what you would get with her. But at the end of the day, you know, they really liked her. So I'm curious, have you heard any of this that I just said? Yeah, I've heard it all, but uh, I didn't know her. I, I've never met her. And even if I met her, I could have been duped as well. The thing is, when, when somebody is cherished, other people will also bash them. They put them out on a pedestal. Then when somebody's up there, boom, they're going to be knocked down. Things like this, so easy to spread this type of information could be true for sure. When you see um, people from the higher hierarchies or lower, depending on how you see the, the power pyramid, you will also see that they, they live by other rules than we do. The laws, the normal laws does not affect them. They just go in the VIP queue on the airports. They just bypass everything. They're being treated, uh, you know, in a different ways. They're always, they always have servants, they always have this. It, and <clears throat> I would say, you know, like um, we have um, uh, Henry Kissinger, who is talking about referring to us as useless eaters. When, you, when we look at cows, we say useless eaters. Many of us, we just see like a walking hamburger instead of seeing this divine, beautiful living creature on four legs. We see a big M on the side of it. Oh, that's going to be a future Ma McDonald burger. The same way these people are raised to see them and us. Them meaning us, we the useless eaters. And they are sort of in a, on a level of their own. They look down on us. And it's not that they are bad people. It's just they've been raised like that. You know, just like some of us who are racist, we see some races as a lower uh, quality human being somebody that is not worth the same as i this whatever uh, so when you come from that background 
and many of these families i mean the the family diana come came from it sounds like she was from the local grocery uh the local grocers the dad dad there he came from absolute nowhere no her family is also one of these families on a high level and many of these families also what they do for instance if you have mafia families or people in this power structure up there many of them are born psychopaths the ones that are not psychopaths have to destroy their children so that the children can take over the empire and be just as ruthless as they were so many people by design have been destroyed by their their families to be able to continue the legacy you will see that in many times in england in these upper class uh, areas with all of these private schools and so on they're being broken down so that they're they're indirectly destroyed from being pristine beautiful individuals to be somebody who can continue the legacy who can continue to rule and not care and so on so for diana to come from that area i mean for sure she could she could behind curtains she could be anyone who knows but the one the the side of her true or not that she showed the world was extremely inspiring for many people and was uh, giving a lot of hope and i tell you also the thing that officially got her killed was that she got involved anti landmines that was the thing not a muslim baby it was the landmines because landmines are extremely important for the new world order and their agenda when it comes to clearing areas when it comes to drug trading uh, secret uh, <clears throat> air force bases and so on what they do with the landmines is that they put in they go in they uh, whatever area they need for the uh, local population to get out of so that they can get on with their business be it minerals or gold or oil or opium fields or whatever they put out like a million landmines there they discover uh, no they they um, camouflage quite a few of these landmines as toys and so on to blow the legs and arms of the kids of the local population scaring the living bejesus out of them so that they will leave the area and boom the local population out of the way and then they can go on with business as usual and it will take years and years and years for the local farmers and so on to dare to come back or to clean up these fields of man landmines it's done by absolute design landmines are crucial for many of these things to happen to be able to be carried out efficiently so when someone like diana suddenly said listen this is not humane we need to stop this barbaric thing and one of the major producers are in sweden of all countries officially neutral i mean if that doesn't stink that is oh unbelievable double morals fuck it but anyway when diana this beautiful individual when she put her her focus on that that meant that it was not only her but there were millions and millions and millions of many of the mothers women that were normally not interested in politics or anything else than that but when she said it we have to stop that she had an army a massive 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 army behind her of people that said we have to stop this and that was one of the reasons that uh, her life officially came to an end i believe
or not or maybe she's still here or not or not yeah <laughs> i mean but I, I think I, I think it at least it got her to a point which she felt I've, I've got myself in too deep there's no way i the only way i can survive this is for arranging my own death if that is the case what are your thoughts on the rest of the royals i mean do you believe they're shape-shifting reptilians i believe that they're not nice people that i can say that they're they i have no idea about these shapeshifters i've i've only seen i've seen one with reptilian eyes once which was uh, a strange experience to me otherwise than that uh, I'm, i've never seen it so i don't know but i know for sure that when you look at uh, individuals like that that is as dark as you can get this well, german been... fat sorry so, you were presence of someone with the lizard eyes yeah it was a very strange experience for me i was on tour in sweden and uh, it was really late i was i was worn out you know i normally do like five to seven hour presentations and <clears throat> and uh, we were in the army we were packing and i had the problem with my back and then this woman came out of the audience saying would you like me to help you because i see that you are in pain and she and i said yes naive as i am or stupid whatever uh so i said yes please and she gave me this treatment was like I, it was like, almost like being in a cartoon you know she was throwing energy balls and fireballs on me as it was like yeah but anyway i was sitting just closing my eyes but it was like i could feel the energy like woo, 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 woo beautiful woman around 45 i think something like that anyways you boom 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 she was doing that with sound effects and whatever and when i opened my eyes afterwards her face was very close to mine she she had stood right in front of me so there was maybe like 15 centimeters between her eyes when i opened my eyes i saw reptilian eyes i mean these uh, not round pupils but uh, that is the first time ever i seen it and then they disappeared and i thought Oh my God! I'm, I must have, uh, I'm, I'm, I must have missed, you know, mistake. I must be mistaken because that. So I, I told myself afterwards I didn't see it, but I know I did. And then afterwards, uh, it turns out to, it turned out, it turned really ugly. We became close friends, and then in the end, it turned out that she had an agenda trying to destroy my marriage and get my wife out of the way, and for her to replace her and uh, very brutal individual but the side i saw was just this beautiful sparkling helpful incredible individual but and at one point she just mentioned uh, you know we were talking blah 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 that her dad was an archon i was like what so i'm i'm what i'm saying is there are areas that i have absolutely no idea about what is going on what is real what is not I, I know what I saw. That is the only thing I can say. <laughs> Wait, how does one mention one's father is an archon? You tell me. I don't know. And and when she did it, I was like, archon? Because, because I, don't, I don't know about these things. So I was like, archon? What the hell is that? And because I, I've heard it before, but I never sort of, that it was real. Well, what and, she's... Sorry? What did she say? No, she just mentioned it. And I, I was, I, I don't know why I didn't ask. Uh, okay. 
Oh, that is crazy. It, it is. It is. And it ended it ended really sad as well, because uh, when I was not aware of the, her agenda to break us up, but she had been talking to a lot of people behind my back saying, this is what I'm going to do. And so once I found out that, oh, my God, is that really true? I, I just cut the relationship right there. Was she local in your area? No, no. She was in Sweden. Uh, I we we've escaped twice because of what i'm doing once to sweden we uh, to spain from sweden to spain we immigrated there and then uh, we stayed there for 20 years and then uh, a few years ago uh, we had to escape from spain and we came here to bali but it was while i was living in spain but being on tour in sweden that i met her and later she flew down to spain to stay with us and so, so we became friends it was like it was really sad I had no idea. Once again, I, I, I can totally identify with you getting yourself into areas where you have no idea what's going on because this is what I've done multiple times. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, I feel like I have been at dinners. I mean, I've said this on my channel before, but like I've been at dinners where I've been talking to some of the elder gentlemen in England, you know, where they say there's nothing better than the, the thrill of the hunt of a man. And you like take a beat and you realize, you know, wait a minute, you're not talking about a war story. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? And, you know, and I, I feel like I got away with saying things uh, a little more, I guess, curtly or, you know, upfront in England, even though I was so brash and, you know, you know, intolerable because I was American, I still found my way into these circles but yeah the, there were you know there are times where people they just catch you off course I mean I would have loved to know if you you know knowing now if you see someone with lizard eyes I mean would you call them out for it or do you think you would just look away and remember the last time you saw those eyes I would be very cautious that for sure and I I would keep I mean I, I I've been I've seen strange things sometimes and then I really get like whoa what the hell was that and I, I I take a step to the side because I know these are things that I'm I don't know enough about to be able to deal with and uh, like uh, at my birthday here uh, we had a guest and and while talking I thought that I saw the face of this individual shift in a way that was just like what the hell was that you know, so since then I've been taking a step to the side. Oh. So, so I, I, you know, was it a trick of light? It was dark. There was a fire, fire pit going on. You know, like what was? But my, since I am in a position, you know, where I'm sort of like a front, uh, frontline figure, exposing these individuals, I'm also very open to threats and. I have many people around me that are no longer with us because uh, of what we're doing. So, I mean, I have to be cautious. And when things like that happen, whoa, I'm, I'm trying to listen and, uh, and just be streetwise. I agree. How much longer do you think we're in this kind of fight for the souls? The next two weeks, I hope. I will be very happy to see a shift soon because I'm tired. Yeah, <laughs> if, I I'm, agree. Do you know, I've, I've always been super optimistic and I think we were so, so close in 2019 to to really see the whole dark empire crash together. I, re I was like, really like, no, it's happening, it's happening. And then boom, 
they pulled the final card here with the whole COVID operation and God in, we went for another round. But I, I feel that it's starting to speed up again. And I hope, I mean, the thing is, either we go down the drain into a future that is so dark that uh, it's not even worth being here, or we transcend this whole thing into this absolute incredible future but it, it takes us to make that transition, you know, to transcend this whole thing, nonviolent, but with the power of the truth and light and intention, yeah. purity of intention and selfless service. It's like I've said for I don't know how many years, like it's happening. We're, we're almost there. We almost, my daughter said, I've heard that my whole life. And she's like 17 now. But I said, <laughs> It's like I said, yeah, but we're closer now than we've ever been before. So, Aww, what an age, 17. <laughs> Where does she live? She lives with us here in Bali. Wow. So she's around you and is educated by you and not somewhere else. <laughs> no, we have home, we've homeschooled her her whole life, more or less. But uh, she is so not interested in, in this whole thing. No, no one in my family is really. But... Uh, there you go. I think that is standard procedure as well. I understand that. <laughs> uh, I totally get that, especially since most of my family just assume, you know, I was fa I became famous for all the wrong reasons. And then you look back and you're like, wait a minute, there's a big picture here. Now I need to just speak. And I love being able to connect with people like you. I have a few questions from our channel, um, but I did want to ask you, what do you know about Marilyn Monroe? Her death is a really complicated case. It was, she was getting herself once again into shark waters that she had no idea about the big boy she was playing with. She was being used as a tool in this whole thing as well. So the mob was using her. She was involved in relationship with both JFK and Robert Kennedy. <clears throat> uh, there is a possibility that she was pregnant by the time that she died. The thing was, she was coming to a point where both the Kennedy brothers had turned their back on her. And she was getting very, very upset uh, with them. She was on pills, she was on alcohol, and she had this diary where she had been writing down stuff, a lot of stuff that should not be out in the public eye, according to the power structure in the background. So she was starting to become a real problem. So her, her house <clears throat> in Los Angeles, was being bugged by both the mob and the FBI at the same time. So there were, there were different teams listening in to her house. So what happened the night she died is still a mystery, but it seems like you had in the evening, Bobby Kennedy came over. Let me see if I get this right, because I've been looking into so many hundreds of cases and it's been quite a while since I was in looking into Marilyn. I just want to say, and Hesh, the car, alleged car crash very recently that took place only three, four miles down the road from where Marilyn uh, died happened on the date, uh, the 60th uh, anniversary of her death, depending on when she died. Uh, if you <clears throat> looking at what date around midnight when, when she officially died, I don't think that was a coincidence. But anyway, that's the Anhesh uh, uh, incident here recently. Marilyn was getting really, really upset uh, with uh, the Kennedy brothers and Robert Kennedy uh, and 
I think it was Peter Lawford, came over, uh, Robert Kennedy was, uh, came to Los Angeles, flew over secretly and came to uh, Marilyn. And there was a big argument going on. There was a big, uh, she was very pissed off. And so Robert told uh, his doctor, whoever it was, I'm sorry, the details, I'm, I'm, I'm not super clear on them right now, but uh, I can very easily find out. <clears throat> anyway, so, so the, he asked uh, his friend there to give her something calming. So she was given an injections to calm down. While this whole thing was happening, the, the house was being bugged, like I said, by San Giancarna's mafia from Chicago, but also the FBI. So there were two bugging systems in the house. Anyway, so Robert Kennedy and I think it was Peter Lawful leaves the house. Marilyn is calming down and the mob then sees a chance here for them to go in, finish her off and then blame it on Robert Kennedy, totally destroying him because he was getting really becoming a massive problem for the mafia in the US. When uh, JFK was on the move up, everything, uh, he was the one that was really chasing them, the mob with a flamethrower. So they saw a possibility of destroying Robert Kennedy indirectly JFK as well through this scandal, if they could point out that Robert Kennedy had actually murdered Marilyn Monroe with that, that injection. So when when Robert and his friend leaves the house, the mob moves in with a hit team. There were four people flown, <clears throat> flown out from uh, Chicago. The guy that drove them to the airport was James, Fi James Files, Jimmy Files, who was also the shooter behind the picket fence at the uh, JFK assassination uh, a couple of years later. <clears throat> the, he, he drew the... Uh, um, he drove this team to the airport in Dallas, in Chicago, that then flew to Los Angeles. And one of the guys were Chucky Nicoletti, a hitman for Sam Giancana, who was also one of the shooters in, the, uh, in Dealey Plaza. He was at the Deltex uh, building that was the shooter there, uh, Chucky Nicoletti. And then there were two other, two or three mob killers. I can't remember Italian names. I can't really remember the names. But anyway, they flew in. And when they came uh, and entered the house of Marilyn Monroe, she was uh, drugged and calmed down. And what they did was they, they uh, put up some barbiturates up her butt, bottom and uh, held her there until she died. Then... Let me see here. So they left the building. She was dead. They left the building. The, the housekeeper saw that, came in, saw that she was dead, called. Uh, let me see. Somehow the, the message came to Peter Lawford and he and Robert Kennedy found out, oh my God, we killed her. They didn't know that the mob had been in there. <clears throat> so they thought, my God, my God, she's dead. We, we can't have any scandal here. So they returned to the, uh, to the house. I don't know if Kennedy was with them, but he ordered at least. So there was a team that came in and completely cleaned up her apartment from, or her house, the, it's a little villa, cleaned out the, the room for all kinds of evidence that could point towards Kennedy, including her diary, everything in that was cleaned away. Then, 
they called an ambulance. There were two ambulances involved. So one of them drove off and then somehow was called back. They rearranged the body. I can't remember the exact order. And then <clears throat> a second time she was, the phone call was made. She was officially dead and she was taken with an ambulance the second time to the morgue. <clears throat> I mean, it's a super, super complicated case with multiple parts involved, including Robert Kennedy thinking, I think to the day he died, that he, he was actually, that he killed Marilyn Monroe by mistake. But the, the real killers were the mob that came in, the mob killers. Interesting, you, I had not heard uh, about the mob killers because I had attended a dinner and they had, they, one of the old sheriffs, because it had, we were coming to the end of the time where certain documents had to stay classified because of Bobby Kennedy's uh, involvement. He had mentioned, uh, you know, a few things about the case, like the injection injections, like you said, um, you know, and then the barbiturates. I mean, I guess they, the, you know, the mob coming later. That is very interesting. Now, have you heard the rumors that she too is still alive? There are always these rumors, but uh, not that I found any credibility or add any credibility to it. Sure. Well, I just I thought I thought I'd ask because it is it is one of these things, you know. Just at, in Hollywood, there's always the whispers of like what's you know, the truth and, and, uh, you know, everybody has always said that she's never, uh, she did not kill herself. She was definitely taken out that, you know, night. Um, so thank you for <laughs> sharing your thoughts on that. The, the thing, Jennifer, the thing is with many of these assassinations and uh, even the people that are involved in the operation, they don't know the bigger picture. They don't know the other people. They don't know. They only know each other by code name. Uh, you know the target. They don't know who the target is, why the target is being. Um, you know why they're going to terminate it. They just know blue shirt, uh, black hat coming in. You know, so a sniper will only know the target. The 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 people be be around him. They it's to all of these operations are completely compartmentalized so that you have sort of like a need to know basis. You only need, you only know your part of it, meaning that very, very few people understand the bigger picture. And it's like, I'm, I'm saying these things some 30, 40 years down the line of trying to figure these things out. So just because people were involved on the site or they were a sheriff there or they were a person there, that that is very like, uh, like my God, I can't speak English today. It's very likely that these people don't know the bigger picture either. They're trying to figure it out as well. So with many of the biggest cases, even with the JFK assassination to this very day, I'm, I'm seen as one of the top experts in this uh, Martin Luther King and JFK by many. But I totally disagree with certain things. And when I say stuff, many of the other researchers are just shaking their heads because we're still trying to figure it out. There, we don't know the exact truth behind the, many of these. Sure. And I, I totally get that. I mean, I, I, and thank you for saying that. Um, 
and thank you for allowing me to ask. I, you know, it's it's crazy to think how many of these assassinations or suicides. I mean, did you know the story of Aaron Schwartz, um, the boy from the Internet's own boy? This he did. He was like a co-founder on Reddit, and um, he was big and vocal on the Sopa Pippa bill a few years back in the U.S. I don't know if you knew the story of Aaron Schwartz. I do, I do, but not personally. I don't. I didn't know him. Yeah. So he, he too, um, was a, I guess, allegedly suicided with a doorknob. So I tell you, Jennifer, a doorknob, really, a doorknob. Who, who, in their wildest imagination, would ever commit suicide in a doorknob? You know, hanging from a doorknob. So anyone that is found like that you have to ask yourself what the hell is going on. And there's quite a few of these doorknob uh, suicides. So massive, massive, big question mark. Yeah, when I was told that, I was like, wait a minute, huge red flag. Why didn't you ask this, this, and this? And they just shut it down. I mean, it was very close, you know, fam family, friend. I mean, it was like, and then because I work in, you know, cybersecurity and the hacking world, um, it was like, like we weren't allowed to question. It was just, it was crazy so I mean I when you said that on one of the the calls I or interviews I had heard you say about that you know the indic what that would mean this in the rituals of some of these assassinations uh, <laughs> made me think of that one um, okay so I love talking to you I, I could talk to you all day but I did want to ask just a quick few questions from people in the channel they wanted to know your thoughts on Wano Savin I don't know him I, I was uh, supposed to be on an interview together with him a week ago, just half an hour before we were going live, boom, the internet signal to this house was just uh, knocked out and it was gone for 12 hours only to this house. So I was sitting here, couldn't do the interview. Not the first time it happened like that, but, but I've never had the internet cut like that uh, for 12 hours. And that was, uh, I was doing an interview with Michael Jaco and uh, Juan here. We're, we're going to record it here in a few days, I think tomorrow or the day after. <clears throat> I don't know anything about him so that I, where I can say I've heard rumors, but uh, so it's going to be interesting to say hello to him. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear that. So definitely I'll keep my eye out for that. Um, in terms of, of our, uh, regarding the Norway attack in 2011 on the island, how um, one person wanted to know how many children died um, because you had said zero, but weren't sure if that was correct. I have not said zero ever. I've been uh, several times I'm there. I've been, oh, I, was, I was almost arrested by, at the island as well. What I can say is <clears throat> I made one presentation called When Terror Struck Norway. Uh, you can still find it, if not uh, in anywhere else, then uh, on my website is light on conspiracies, plural, lightonconspiracies.com. <clears throat> I've got, uh, I've been into you more than uh, 1,100 times there, and I've got many different presentations. I toured 15 countries or whatever. And this one, when terror struck Norway, I go through step by step by step by step by step by step. And, and once you've seen that, you will just be totally gobsmacked, I promise you, saying, 
the official story that is absolute bullshit on steroids for sure not a true word but what actually happened very very hard to know for sure so when it comes to the victims officially first it was 86 then a week later they said no very sorry we miscalculated so it's 69 and it ended up by 77 i mean i'm i don't know about you but it's like if you got a line of bodies one is moving that is not a dead body that one is missing a head no breathing that's a dead body how can you miscalculate from 86 to 69 and then end up with 77 that is one of the bizarre things that is there in this case also <clears throat> many of the families that uh, around these alleged victims have behaved really 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 weird to say the least and people have moved away people have uh, behaved very very oddly when you see they they get interviewed about their dead children they're sitting smiling all the time it's called duping delight it's a phenomenon when people are lying <clears throat> that the body's uh, you know smiling because they know that they're manipulating you really so i have no idea i just know that the official story absolutely not true also there was said to be if i remember right some 500 kids on that island they said but when you see the video footage there's uh, from the media there was uh, there was a helicopter circling the island you will only see that there's like maybe 30 40 kids that you can see where are the rest of them where 500 is a lot it's a lot where are they and <clears throat> so when you look at these type of operations the the alleged shooter absolute bullshit once again that is so not true that whole shebang we're talking about um, a coordinated attack with multiple shooters if the whatever was going down there there were there were two or three shooters which also some of the teenagers on the island so these teenagers have now disappeared they're no longer to be found i can't find them and so many times when things like this happens people are officially being killed but unofficially they are taken on helicopters uh, flown out and then these people are being sent into sex trafficking um you know networks or organ networks or many kind of things like that so you have it's very very bizarre things that are going on around that whole thing you have one as an example of how these uh, families i saw an interview with a mother who uh, she told what happened the day when they found out that their daughter had died and so, so she said that, well, I came home to my darling and I said, listen, sweetheart, I've got uh, some good new, bad news and I've got some bad news. What do you want to hear first? He said, uh, well, give me the bad news. Well, our daughter was just murdered. She was killed out on the island. Okay, well, the uh, Prime Minister Jens Stoltenberg is going to give a speech at the funeral. I mean, what? What the hell was that? And, and uh, so I have no idea how many the official number. I also know that some of the witnesses that are describing what they what happened on the island that day is not truthful. Uh, do you know that there's uh, there's one guy, one of the main individuals that keep getting 
interviewed, uh, he was uh, he was saying that he was out in the water when Anders Bering Breivik, the alleged shooter, came with him after him with this automatic weapon and then shot him in the neck. And the thing is, the neck, the the gun wound officially was on the right hand side, but or left hand side. But when he's talking about it, he's pointing to the right hand side. You 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 would not do that. You would not do that. Just like Fauci saying about the injection, and he was uh, tapping his the wrong arm. He, he said it was a bit painful, but he tapping the wrong arm. You don't do that, especially if you have sort of like a massive uh, painful impact. You wouldn't sort of say my right shoulder when it was actually the left shoulder. There are these irregularities uh, and things that doesn't match up at all, at all. So please go to my website, lightonconspiracies.com. Check my interviews. There's 1,100. That website is you can stay there for five years and still find stuff, I tell you. But it's called When Terror Struck Norway. Just go through that. Um, it's, I'm proud of that uh, presentation. And I'll, if you believe the official story after that, well, please go and get a brain somewhere. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Thank you. I mean, I, I love Norway. It's one of my... Yeah, so do I. So do I. Yeah. Um, okay. So I had a question that someone had asked, how do you, uh, I guess, dissect the truth from controlled opposition? And obviously you've been in this years and years. Is there any like, you know, quick ways or uh, things that you do to discern between the two? Because I think many people feel that things are off, but then also feel like they get duped right i would say question everything my my standard question whatever people say to me or whatever i'm being presented with question number one is it true is it true i mean if that happened that's really awful but is it true before i'm even going to react i have to ask is it true and before uh, we came here to Bali, I tried many, many times to go on location when alleged shootings had happened, when alleged terror attacks had happened, to go on location and find out for myself, not to prove anything, but just to find out what the hell happened. Because so many of these events are leading to more and more of a prison planet where they're using these alleged violent crimes, attacks, uh, mass shootings, uh, and so on, to create this prison around us problem reaction solution so when it comes to truth and not truth super super hard to be duped or not duped i know for sure i'm being duped at times for sure so um, but when i meet people i i try to look them in the eyes and just the feeling you know that so i don't uh, I don't listen to people's words because they can be really sweet and seductive. I look in the eyes and what the feeling I get, because also I'm in a situation where, I mean, a lot of people would prefer me not being alive. So I, I need to sort of some, some situation can be quite uh, scary if I'm, if I miscalculate what's going on there. So I go for the eyes and then my feeling and then I try to remind myself I'm not being duped or, or sort of swept away with whatever and stay focused. And then after that, I start listening to the words and also see, study, do their action go hand in hand with what they've been saying. 
because control opposition is a tricky one. It's a really, really, really tricky one. So there are some high level individuals that I trust absolute zero after studying them for years. Alex Jones is one. Uh, but where a lot of the things that this individual is presenting out there is true, that's how controlled opposition is. If it's 100% false, you would very fast find out, oh, you can't trust this individual. But with 80% is truth and 10% is absolutely false, most people will buy into it, especially if this individual step forward on the big scene, pumping out incredible information, 100% true, 100% true, 100% true. Then after five, three, three months, 90% true, 10% false, 10, and then it goes on like that. And we're just following, being sucked into it, believing. So question everything, question me, question everything, everything. That is what I would say. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I, I, we try to talk openly on the channel and, and a lot of people come, you know, upset about patriots and PAY, you know, people that are just out there. I, it's interesting to hear what you said about Alex Jones. So a lot of the stuff he does say is true, but you wouldn't trust him. Not at all, because I, I've seen where he comes from. I mean, I, I spoke to him once. I, I really admired him for a long time. And then I started seeing, hang on, wait a second. What the hell is going on here? And then you start seeing how it's being diverted, you know, taken away to the wrong side. WikiLeaks is another one. Very sorry. Assange is another one. Edward Snowden is another one. Don't trust them as far as I can throw a cell phone or whatever. It's like I don't, because also you would see in this area of truth, if someone like me, I'm surrounded by incredible whistleblowers with, with I mean, knowledge and, and facts that could just change this world for the better overnight. Boom. It's a, but are they given a chance to step forward? Are they given a chance in mainstream media? Zero, absolute zero. Same with me. Anytime any one of us are being invited in on the arena of mainstream media, it's to destroy us. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. Destroy, destroy, put us, out, put us away in mental asylums or prisons afterwards or whatever. It, it's unbelievable what happens around mainstream media and how they, the power they have to like do film eight hours of incredible footage for, from this interview and then edit it down to like 32 seconds, making you look like an absolute nutcase. So in that case, because you can see all of the ones that I really respect that are heavy, heavy, heavy hitters when it comes to real truth, none of them are given a chance in mainstream media, not at all. It's not that the invitations are not there. I have multiple from ITV and BBC and you name it, Granada, whatever. I, I say no to every single one of them because I know I've seen it happen over and over. But anyway, then you have individuals like Edward Snowden. He scratches his butt, boom, he's on mainstream media. He burps, it's on mainstream media all over the world. Julius Assange, Julian Assange, check out his background, where he comes from as a child, the sect in Australia, how WikiLeaks, there's a book called De The Deconstruction of WikiLeaks by Daniel Estolin, where he just breaks down, what is WikiLeaks? Who's on, who are the board members? How is it financed? How is it? It's mind-blowing once you start seeing what's going on and how we're being duped and deceived by these uh, forces and sources that are just to you know, divert the attention away. And also, 
so we have heroes so we can look up to and then we believe oh the hero is doing the hard work for us so i can just lean back in the sofa and have another slice of pizza instead of me getting off my butt and actually doing something so these heroes are also created there for that exact thing but you have to look into them. I, I've been once again duped. I've had people that I thought were, were close friends that turn out to be one of them wasn't even a it wasn't even his real identity. He was like a constructed individual, really mind-blowing and so heartbreaking, sad, and oh yeah, what can I say? So deception is key in, in all of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not to mention the lizard eyes lady you met. <laughs> yeah, that was also, I mean, I, I still really like her, but uh, we, we haven't been in touch for years, but it, it was like, uh, that was a bit of a shocker. Well, next time you talk to her, you have to ask her what's with the lizard eyes. No, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, but I cut off uh, when I heard how she was behaving with other people being really brutal against them and just, uh, you know, demanding money and all, I mean, she was showing the exact opposite of what she was showing me. With me, she was like this sparkling individual. I mean, beautiful individual, energy-wise, all of it really fantastic. And then there was a whole different side to her when she was meeting people. I was recommending her everywhere, you know, and then people afterwards, they didn't dare to come and say to me like because they knew we were friends so it took a long time before i found out what's actually going on wow <laughs> well thank you for sharing that story um i guess we can wrap up i guess the one question um someone asked about false flag attacks coming upcoming what are your thoughts there false flags will be there forever until we finally pull the curtain and when people start seeing listen okay so this is how you do it boom 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 step one step two step three once you start seeing how they're pulled off you don't buy into it and then it, these false flags becomes a joke instead but until that it will be part of the opus uh, modus operandi. so false flag upcoming and uh, not that i know of. everybody was saying oh september the 21st no fourth but i tell you when it comes out like that on the internet and it's being spread like that when this for instance this totally anonymous german politician never heard of him before stood up and said things like that totally calm no adrenaline no sweating no shivering upper lip you know like that i'm telling you something i shouldn't be telling you that was not the case he was just saying on September the 24th, it will be a day that we all remember where we were. That is to plant a seed of fear that will then spread out globally. And people like us will start telling other people, oh my God, on September the 21st, yeah, I've also seen a Craigslist there. They're, they're looking for 32 uh, crisis actors in somewhere in Kansas, whatever. So it must be true. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that, these two things that are so easy to put out there, boom, you get it out, you get millions of people in out of balance. And then we, that maybe people that have been saying, delivering really good value information to people that were not um, looking into these things, but have been doubting them. Then when something like this happened, and oh, on the 24th of September, blah, 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 and then nothing happened. That person will turn around and say, well, that's what I said. Everything you said is bullshit. I knew it. I knew it. 
you know so they use that also to to discredit you and destroy relationships and so so when it comes out public like that i don't even look look that you know because very often it's a distraction if something goes down you look one way it will happen behind your back so maybe september 24th it's the diana and and uh, jfk jr thing that they're trying to divert the attention away from i don't know but nothing happened thank god i did several presentations before i got that question september 24th i said i'm not even gonna look in that direction and uh, as far as i know zero happened i guess as easy as it is to lament um you know oh the dates aren't happy you know i always tell everyone like it's disappointing to put dates on this but we can we can note it we can acknowledge it and then we just need to keep moving on um but i do feel like regardless of whatever simpson's prediction or craigslist you know search for actors you know all the points you mentioned we are moving into some kind of build up to something like this can't sustain this, you know, this per really this percolation of evil from all corners. Um, do you see, you know, a financial collapse happening uh, as being a turning point now, you know, Queen's dead, collapse the dollar, reset the economy and, you know, I don't know, help, take everybody off to Gitmo? Do you know, some 15, 20 years ago, when you looked at the world, it was going straight, like uh, driving a car in 340 miles straight towards like this uh, wall, rock wall. And it seemed, well, there's no way we can stop it. The world is mad. Capitalism is going wild. We can't stop it. That was sort of the, the way people looked at the world. There's no way to stop it. And then suddenly it's come to a stop through... Uh, the great reset they say or the great retreat depending on how you want to see it uh, so what is actually going on what there is like there's a dark agenda but a light agenda at the same time you you have covid which is a totally manif manufactured operation in one way to control the world in another way to stop the madness it has stopped the madness it's forced people in lockdown, which is a prison term, by the way, had nothing to do with health, in lockdown to look at their own lives saying, what have I done? My God, this rat race, this is really worth it. What is happening? What, is, what happened to my family? We don't even know each other anymore, but we got five microwave elements that we don't use. You know, to really look at our lives, it's given us that time to sit down, also to start studying what the hell is going on in the world that doesn't make any sense. So. The lockdown is also the great retreat. It's like there's these two things at the same time. We have these evil individuals, if you want to see them as evil. You got like uh, Kill Bill, you got like uh, Anal Schwab, um, Klaus Anal Schwab here. I mean, he even has a German accent. He even dresses like Star Wars. I mean, what does it take for us to see? It is a joke. He is a villain. A villain you can see it in all kinds of movies but here no 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 so indirectly i think these it's like on one there's this gladiator game be, between good and evil and indirectly what the result is is for us to evolve spiritually and and transcend this whole thing but we need we need just like in a in a horrible you know like in a 
in a action movie or whatever, you need a villain. You need these guys. Otherwise, Batman would be driving around in like what looked like a transvestite uh, thing with a cape, you know, in a really weird-looking car. There would be no drama. There would be no involvement. There would be nothing without the villains. And here we have these super psychos. Uh, Kill Bill Gates and Fauci, which are just players on a lower level, but still, I mean, absolutely horrendous individuals on this level, on a street level here, but on a spiritual level, they're there indirectly, I would say, as incredible teachers for us to finally kick ourselves in the butt and start waking up. So it's really strange what is going on. I think you have to see it from different levels. On a street level, I'm down here stopping assassins stopping alleged terror attacks or mass shootings doing everything i can here to stop evil here on another level i indirectly have to thank absolute super assholes like kill bill and these people because they're the best teachers they without them this flamethrower up our butt people wouldn't react i've been trying for 40 years hello 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 Nobody has reacted hardly. Now, millions and millions of people are out there, you know, and it's only thanks to these people or whatever they are. I call them dark angels because on a spiritual level, they're there to help us. I've even written a book called Remind Me, Re-Mind Me, Remind Me. Uh, it's a small little uh, power book about what is actually going on, like a manual to this matrix. And uh, yeah, so... I don't know what the question was, but it's like, I would say, get out of victimhood. That is one key thing. Get out of victimhood. You know, stop being a victim and just say, okay, this is, I'm in the situation now. I don't know. I don't even remember buying the ticket to getting here, but now I'm here. I am here. So let mm -hmm. me look at the cards I've been dealt. What, what, what do I have? What kind of skills? What kind of talents? What gives me goosebumps? How can I serve? How can I help? How can I be of selfless service? It's very e important that it becomes selfless if you want to help to lift the world. What can I do for us, not for I, me, mine? And then do everything that has been given to you. All of these incredible gifts we have around us and in ourselves. What can I do with them to help lift this world? And then you have other individuals that want to go the other way around. And then there's this power struggle. But the thing is that the light is so much more powerful. It's like when you get into a dark room, you switch on the light. It's, it's not like there's a fight that the shadows don't want to give up, you know, that they're fighting. Oh, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. And you have to drag them out. You switch the light on, boom, shadows are gone. And it's the same with criminals. With evil, more or less, as far as I know, evil cannot work if it, the spotlight is on it. It's in the dark. It's behind closed doors and in the shadows and dungeons. That's where evil can thrive. But that's also why my website is light on conspiracies, light into the belly of the beast, and then let the truth and the light expose and heal all this dark horror. Wow. What a fantastic way of putting it. And, and really just the best way to end this call with you this evening slash morning for you. Uh, yeah, turn the light on for sure. 
For those of you listening, please check out lightonconspiracies.com. I think it's fantastic. And I I will, because I want to hear more about, we ran out of time. I would have loved to ask you about Martin Luther King, but I'm going to look at what you have there. Uh, But Jennifer, Jennifer, I would be most happy to come back on your show. Martin Luther King is another really, really sad uh, chapter, but I've got uh, completely new mind-blowing information. And I also would very much like if I can just uh, tell you about the thing that I'm doing right now. Of course, of course. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, if you haven't noticed, the internet is being cleansed when it comes to uh, real truth, alternative uh, opinions and so on. The, the YouTube, the Google, everything, there's like this incredible censorship going on. Like uh, a year ago, I checked my name. It was like 1.8 million hits. Now it's 20,000. It's just like we're being scrubbed away from awareness almost. And so uh, many, many things, many documentaries, you name it, that used to be available, it's just gone. It's gone. Libraries, if you go to library, many books have just disappeared. If you go to news archives, Many articles have just disappeared. They're being cleansed out. And so when you look at uh, over time, one of the things when dictators have come and gone, one of the things new dictators do is that they clean up and get rid of evidence that can be used against them. Anything of value, anything that is true, burn it on book fires or or whatever, or kill people that know too much. So over the years, over all of these 40 years, I have collected and gathered uh, evidence and documents and photos, videos, maps, top secret, you name it, in this, I I don't want to say millions, but it's almost like that. I mean, hundreds of thousands of videos, hundreds of thousands of documents, hundreds of whatever, whatever, in, once again, I don't know how many cases I've been involved in, but I mean, we're talking thousands so what i've done over the years uh, is that i've categorized everything in alphabetic order perfect uh, with subfolders and folders with uh, all of it whatever uh, you want to look into like for instance the if we take jfk i've got hundreds of folders uh, all the names and in these folders there are subfolders with documents uh, maps photos and videos so whatever i'm looking for I mean, whatever you ask me for, I can, I can say, just give me two minutes. Okay, fine. Bam, 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 bam. Got it, got it, got it. So, so I've got like a, an external hard drive of almost five terabyte. That is a lot of information, I tell you. Much of it no longer available anywhere in the world, as far as I know. It's just gone. But I have it here on external hard drives, which I'm right now selling, because I think this information needs to be saved for generations to come because if this goes boom we will be left with whatever uh, these powers wants us to see which is nothing if you you ask about this whole uh, norway thing for instance all of the alternative things that used to be there just a few years ago they're gone you only have the official story left that's it boom this is the truth this is the truth the rest gone forever so uh, we, we're not right now doing a, a, a promotion drive also to get it out there because I just want these these hard drives to be sent out there and then hidden or buried or shared or whatever. 
So uh, they normally come uh, for uh, around $500. That's the, the, the vault. I call it my research vault. It is a gold mine. I, I'm not bragging. It is a gold mine. It's my whole life work in on one hard drive where you can just, you can spend the rest of your life there and you will just find it absolutely mind-blowing the amount of information there and how you can put things together but anyway so if you're interested uh, in saving this for generations to come also for you as well because it, that information is our freedom many people have died for the information that is in there because they knew too much but they shared the information with me before they died i kept it you know so that it's it's incredible what's in there i can only say that and so if you're interested, please contact me at Light on Conspiracies. There's info at lightonconspiracies, plural.com. And uh, uh, ask me about it. I'm, I'm just putting together a promotion video and so on around it. But please, please help me share this information. They, they're trying to stop it at all costs. I say, let us get it out there to as many as possible. And uh, once you get it, copies, also share, 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 hide so that it cannot be stopped. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you said something. Thank you for uh, doing that and making that in information available. Um, so that's just, they, they would email the, the website line on conspiracies.com. Yeah, just say that you're interested in the oldest in research vault. There's one okay. version. There's one version online. <clears throat> I've got three drop, uh, Dropbox accounts where you can access it online. But since I've been stopped on so many different platforms, including Patreon and uh, Vimeo, YouTube, I mean, there's so many because I'm apparently uh, full of hate speech. There you go. I didn't even know that I was hateful. But then, but anyway, so with Dropbox, I don't know who is behind that company. And so that can also be shut down as well. So that's why I recommend if people can uh, buy the external hard drive instead, because then you have it in your hand. And it's so, so normally the price is uh, $510 for the research vault, all of these five terabytes of perfectly organized system, blah, blah, blah. Uh, mind-blowing information i tell you i am not exaggerating and then uh, there's an extra cost for the hard drive itself and the postage i will send it with dhl uh, to wherever you are so you get it delivered with hopefully within a week to your doorstep well perfect thank you um what what would you say is what people are most interested in accessing on the vault that depends totally on what you're interested in. I mean, if you if you are looking for UFOs or alien stuff, it's totally the wrong place. You have to look at what I've been focused on. I've been focused on top political assassinations, false flag operations, the bigger picture, the New World Order, the Bilderberg Group, all of these groups, how they're organized, the Freemasonic parts of it, the satanic cult uh, thing, child trafficking. I mean all of these areas that's where the information is for everyone listening at home this sounds like the perfect gift for those who need details uh, and links and proof and everything that people are so quick to, to demand uh whenever you present alternative theories so i'm i'm really <laughs> glad you mentioned this thanks for sharing 
I also want to say that theories is not something that I'm interested in. I try to find the facts and uh, use that. So the whole conspiracy theory, the theory thing was added by the CIA in between 64 and 67, where they used this as a, as a weapon to destroy the credibility of individuals like myself. So conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorist is a weaponized word to destroy uh, people that are just... Uh, with a serious intent of trying to find out what is going on. Because as soon as you add the word theory or theorist, there's, an, there's a, a um, doubt, you get a doubt in, and then you can start adding, <clears throat> you know, making jokes about this person or tinfoil hat. Tinfoil hats, by the way, actually works in certain areas. So there you go. But um, so these are facts, 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 facts. And I tell you, as an example, you were asking about this Norway thing, you go back uh, or you search my name on, on YouTube or Google or any other of these heavyweight researchers that you're interested in. Things that you read like a year ago or so, just see if you can find it again. It will be gone. It will be gone. It will be gone. And so this whole thing with links, when you say links, I, I used to save links. I've stopped that because they're gone. They're just gone. You come to 404 pages all the time. Error, 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 error. So there's an incredible cleansing going on at the moment. Really dictatorship and censorship on a scale that the world has never, never, ever seen before. Absolutely. I've seen it myself. I mean, I'll find arrest, you know, records and then you go back and then now they're confidential or removed or it's an error link, like you said. Or even on the North District uh, Florida court, you know, they had the U.S. bankruptcy. I mean, there was just, then it's gone. I mean, there was just so much we were able to find. And then, so yeah, I completely agree. And I can imagine uh, the many hours it's taken to put it all together. So thank you for doing that. Um, it's a shame you don't have one on aliens, though. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> I love that you're doing this and thank you so much for taking time to speak to me if you do want to schedule a follow-up I would love to talk to you about Martin Luther King because I that is fascinating I would love time for that you know um, but I can write Vanessa and we'll see how it you know plays out in your schedule for sure anytime the thing is you know that the people that were part of taking this beautiful individual Martin Luther King out they're still around they're still, they build a career on it, uh, and uh, it's, it, that is so not okay. How many of them are still around from these assassinations? Well, Jesse Jackson was uh, uh, very much involved in the setup of it. You had <laughs> Samuel Billy Kyles, who was a, a preacher close to him, who was also part of, of staging the whole setup. How he, so that he could be taken out uh, the way he was taken out. He died just a year ago. You have uh, not many people are aware of that. Can that King was hit with by more than one shot. He was hit with at least one shot in the chest, and then there was a, a headshot fired. <clears throat> uh, they tried to fire uh, point blank into his mouth when he was lying down on the balcony. That man who did that shot is still around. Uh, so. Yeah, there's the, the forces, the ones that came into power by taking him out, by taking Robert Kennedy out, by taking JFK out. It was, it's the same forces. Many of them were 
involved in, in all three or two of these uh, assassinations. They're totally connected. Many of them, or not many, but several people are still there. And then their followers and their family members are thriving on these uh, people's death. So, yeah, bad, bad, bad. And, uh, yeah, so I've um, also, I've, I'm really trying to heal these traumas for, for the families that have been, that have been uh, hit by this, because this uncertainty can be... Um, you know, once you get sort of closure and an understanding, this is actually what happened. There's a healing that occurs as well. So this is what I've been really trying to do for the King family and the Kennedy family as well for 30 odd years. And uh, yeah, I hope it has made a change. Well, thank you. Um, it was lovely to chat with you. I think we, your, our time has now come to the end. Um, but I will write Vanessa and hopefully we can have you back to talk more. For sure. Anytime. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day.